service say What's going on, outsiders? Welcome to Outside the Mic. This is a comedy podcast where we banter all matters music. Mostly we do. Today on NPR, we were discussing the correlation between minor keys and the emotion of sadness. It's your host, Martin Meyer. Sadness. What is sadness? That's pretty good. That was. Yeah. That was killer, man. Wow. Sadness. <laughs> she doesn't sound very sad, does she? No, she sounds too perky for sadness. Sadness. Sad. <laughs> yeah. I think they need to interject a little bit of emotion. Sometimes after there. romantic comedies, I feel sadness. Really? Honestly, Google Girl, is that the way you say it? Sorry. Oh, now it's a man. Oh, he stepped in. Sorry. Hey, whoa. Said, hey, let me go have a talk with her. Don't you take it out on her. Sorry. We'll get this sorted out. Oh, my God. He should never be there. Why did that happen? <laughs> he should never be there. <laughs> he can just jump in. And, well, you know, I guess everybody has to have a bathroom break now and then, right? Google had to go. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of bathroom break, this is the season finale of season oh, two. And that that's what reminded you of that? Bathroom break? We have to well, take an break. extended bathroom break. It is. It is. We we say that with a little bit of um not sorrow. A little bit of longing, a little bit of melancholy. Just think, we'll be going you'll only be missing us for four Mondays. Is that all? That's all. If you put it in that in that scheme of things. Jeez, Teach. I thought we got a longer vacation than that. I guess not. Uh, we'll be no. taking the month of October off, but then hitting it hard again in November. We will be. And before we forget, we just want to thank everybody who's been hanging with us. We have a bit of a body of work now in front of us and behind us. 20 plus episodes. I think this is number 23 overall. Wow. Yeah, we're we're pretty proud of that, huh? We mentioned this on Facebook Live uh, last Wednesday. We did. That it's just been a cool journey to to do this and to cultivate this and and uh, yeah, we've got a short a, a small following, but it's 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 a cool following of of music lovers and it's just been awesome to to talk with you guys on Facebook Live and and uh, dive into it that way. How's your teeth brushing going, Marty? My my teeth and toothbrushing are going very well. <laughs> Both are being brushed, my teeth and my tooths. His one tooth in the front. I don't yes. know if you all know this, but he's got a... I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. want to start that. Yeah, don't be doing that. <laughs> no, I've been pretty conscious of how long I'm brushing. Me too. And I think now I'm... Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, we did a Facebook Live and we talked about how long do you brush your teeth for. And we learned later that your wife, Easton, could have interjected something that nobody else mentioned, that she brushes her teeth, rinses, and then brushes her teeth again. Yeah, wow. she's a overachiever. I would say. She brushes twice in the morning and twice at night, just wow. consecutively, one after the other. She says she has to do it or she doesn't feel like she got her teeth cleaned, which essentially, if you're doing it for a minute each... I'm guessing, even if you do the, the average time was 45 seconds, if you do it 45 seconds each, you're, you're practically at the recommended, dentist dental recommended two minutes. Two minutes, that's what we determined, right? Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, if, if you joined us on that, thank you. We didn't get a lot of uh, teeth brushing, tooth brushing videos posted, but we posted one. You brush and we're all about that. Tooth? We're all about instructing people not only about music and the music industry and artists, but about a little bit of personal hygiene as well. That's right. Thank you all. Season three, episode one will be on grooming. <laughs> Please. I hope not. <laughs> no, we won't go there. I really do hope not. That we would be good. Go so I'd like to say, though, I do feel like that I'm, I'm most proud of the fact that we've been kind of diehard and sticking with our commitment on our schedule. And I know we've talked about that and seen and listened to other podcasts and heard stories about people with podcasts that might get disappointed because they don't get maybe more than 5,000 listeners or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Jarrett and I, we, and we said this, it's, I think it's, uh, 
it's pertinent to bring it up right now because we talked about at the end of season one how many people would encourage us to continue doing this. And I think we agreed like if there was five, yeah. maybe we, we said 10, maybe. Selfishly, like this that. is, we have just as much fun as it is for you guys to listen. Yeah. Especially yeah. these Facebook lives where we get to interact. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. But, you yeah. know, we're going to keep trugging on. Uh, season three has some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we um, don't need a need. We'd like it and we'll get there. And I think that attitude is what's going to get us there. Yes. Because we're dedicated to our outsiders. Indeed. And we do enjoy doing this and we've stuck with it. And we're going to keep doing it. And I think now we've got a pretty good, I'd say, well, what? About 30. 25 to 30 people who are pretty much committed sure. to listening, outsiders. So, and, and that's just consecutively. The ones that interact with us, uh, that we that we chat with maybe on the daily, friends, family, and extended friends. Uh, we just want to thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Something to be looking forward to, a little plug here before we get started. Ooh. We will be starting a new segment in season three. Wait. Hygiene. That has nothing to do with oh, hygiene. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a new segment about, uh, well, it's where you outsiders can start being more involved in in the episode. We want you to write in with your favorite music story of your favorite musician. It it can be a popular musician, band, artist, whatever, or it can be somebody we've never heard of. We we don't just stop at, we've been covering a lot of uh, classic rock lately. Yeah. We've covered a lot of lot of blues. We've covered a lot of... We even went a little country there for a while. We did. We try not to be genre-specific, so... Certainly, we've been all over the board there. Feel free okay. if you've got an awesome story or a little bit of tidbit of history, write in, and uh, we're not sure how it's going to look yet, but we want to incorporate you and your story in on our show, um, and that I think that'll just be fun for everybody involved. Yeah, try not to make it too obscure. I mean, if it's like, yeah, Uncle Lefty was a banjo player <laughs> back in 1940, and nobody ever saw him. And he's the one that made famous the shovel banjo, where it's a single string Ooh. wound up on a shovel. Now that might be kind Have of you cool. seen that video? No, I have not. That's pretty cool. I think it was three strings, but... Three strings. Do you feel like, I, I think, just... Off the top of my head, when we look back on season one, and we did do a reflecting season one at the end of that season, but we had a, it was an interesting little roller coaster, little, uh, I don't know, just the way things segued from one episode into the next episode, but we did end up bringing up the Rolling Stones quite a lot. Quite a lot. And yeah. Mick Jagger. I feel like with this season, if there was anybody that we revisited, maybe a little bit. It was Ozzy for some reason. Yeah. Well, we had Will Roberts bring in the Zach Sabbath. Yeah. And that kind of started the train for the Black Sabbath slash Ozzy Montreux that we had a little bit of. That would explain where where our momentum from that came from. We were super excited, in case you didn't hear that episode, because we got... We sh- they shared our post. Zach Sabbath shared Zach our post. Sabbath, yeah. yeah, and it did seem like it. It did something. It didn't bring a lot of listens, but I don't know. It definitely did something for us. We were excited about that. That yeah. was one of those things where it just felt like, whoa, this is happening. And somebody who's of, a somebody shared our post. That yeah. was cool. <laughs> somebody who's a somebody <laughs> did. But yeah, be thinking about writing in uh, if you feel inclined to for season three. We think that's going to be really fun. We right already on. know we have a couple of uh, diehard outsiders that have shared already um, within comments and, and different posts that we've um, shared on social media. I, I can guarantee you Jeff Hudson. Yes, sir. Is going to be one of those. Yeah. And maybe a few Jeff. others. But uh, we, we need we would love it and we need it. And so if you feel inclined, we would love for you to participate in that. Shall we begin, Marty? Yes, we shall. But before we do, really quick. I would just like to to say something. We cannot take all the credit for season two. We have been honored to share the mic with somebody who's helped to add a new dynamic to outside the mic. And we uh, Google Girl, would you would you mind coming in and just saying a few things today? Yeah. Wait, you would mind? Or are are you you wouldn't mind? Would would you? You wouldn't mind, right? No. Okay. 
Good. So you will come in and just say a few things for us today, right? Yes. Thank you. I would like to say first off how great it has been working with you. Marty and Jarrett, you two have inspired me to be more than I am and really push myself to be better. For those joining us today, I am Google Girl. I was brought in on season two to work with these handsome guys and it's been great. Marty, your knowledge of our vocabulary is extraordinary and most days has me questioning my own vocab library. Jarrett, you'll get there, pal. Wow. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, thanks, Google Girl. Um, Thank like you. you said, I, I'm touched. We'll get oh, into goodness. it. <clears throat> yeah. So on this day in music, September 28th, 1965, can you guess the first band on the list? <laughs> oh my gosh. If you now that you I was going to say Elvis, but then you said band, so is it the Rolling Stones? The Rolling Stones oh, played the first Lord. of two nights at the Capitol Theater, Cardiff in Wales. During the 1960s, the Capitol Theater saw all the major acts of the air performing here including the Beatles and the Kinks. Do you get the feeling sometimes that whoever <clears throat> sponsors or presents these days in music history? Yes. They must be a Rolling Stones and Beatles and Elvis fan. Well, or they were just the best are there, it's, yeah, <laughs> acts of like the BMI. early 60s. Could be. Could be. Or they did the most historic things the most frequently. I mean, that's got to be it because they wouldn't have reached their status yeah. if they weren't constantly doing things and, and making history. Right, right. In the moment. You'll like this one. This one's picked for you. Yeah, September 28th, that. 1980, mm -hmm. the police were at number one mm. on the UK singles chart with Don't Stand So Close to Me, the I group's third number one. Don't stand, don't stand. So we've talked about that we've song talked several about that. other times before. but uh, It was taken from their album, Zenyatta Mandata. Zenyatta Mandata, which also had to do 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 da 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 on it as well, which was, I think, maybe, well, I have no idea, but I know it was one of the singles that did quite well. And the best-selling single of 1980, it said. Is Don't Stand, Don't Stand So Close, so close to, to Me. To me. Right? Yep. Have you ever heard the version of Don't Stand So Close to Me that they did on their Best Of album? I don't believe so. So there's a story, and I'll make it really short because I don't know all the details, but apparently when they released the, uh, the Best Of I'm not sure exactly if that was the title, but it was a compilation of some of their hits, and they were actually planning to go into the studio, oh. and they were going to record, I think, a new song, maybe two new songs, and I'm guessing this would have been somewhere around the later 80s. Hmm. And what happened, though, is at least the story I heard, and I'm going to have to fact check for sure, but Stuart Copeland plays... Um, polo with the ponies you know the actual sure yeah we're on horseback riding, yeah on horseback okay and he got injured and so he was not able to go into the studio and so what they did instead was they did a um, alternate mix version of don't stand so close to me and it's pretty cool oh okay i'll yeah. check that out yeah. for sure i might have to i'll work but i i will pay attention to you right now i won't yeah you right better now. yeah okay yeah. moving on September 28th, 1991, American jazz trumpeter, band leader, and composer Miles Davis died of a stroke and pneumonia. Oh. His 1959 album, Kind of Blue, is a major influence on jazz music. Man, and he died in what year again? 1991. 91. Did it say how old he was? Excuse me, I was talking into my hand. <laughs> it did not. It did not say how old he was. It oh. says Davis is considered one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. Um, I, I'm curious because I can't... I, it seems to me like he was not young, but not super old either at the time. It says he died, yeah, in 91. He was born in 1926. So he mm -hmm. was actually about 65. He was pretty young. Yeah. Darn. Sure. Darn Miles. He had more stuff, obviously. But he what blessed a, the world with some amazing music. He did. What an incredibly inspirational figure in music and completely innovative, uh, obviously inspired. And um, yeah, that uh, just makes me kind of sad. I'm looking at a picture of Miles there and I want to go listen to some Miles Davis right now. Well, let and this cheer you up, see. Marty. Moving on, we've got... September 28th, 1991, your buddy Garth Brooks went to number one on the U.S. album chart with Rope in the Wind. 
Rope in the Wind. Rope in the Wind. Not familiar with that song. Yeah, me neither. The you album sure spent that wasn't a, a Garth Gaines song. That was a okay. Garth Brooks, not a Chris Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines, thank you. The album spent a total of 18 weeks at the number one position and 70 weeks on the chart, selling over 11 million copies. Wow, that's a lot of copies. September 28th. Then you don't have to deliver those like a delivery boy copying, you know, <laughs> delivering CDs out there. That'd be a lot of copies to deliver, wouldn't it? I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> September 28th, 2002, Mm -hmm. Madonna was voted the greatest female singer of all time by 75,000 music fans in a VH1 poll. Hmm. But critics and music fans were unhappy with the position of Kylie Minogue. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. Who's voted into second place beating Diana Ross. She got 12th. Yeah. And Annie Lennox, 14th. The highest placed UK act was Kate Bush, who was voted number 10. I don't know any of these people except for Madonna. You don't know Kate Bush? I don't know Kate Bush. Are you serious? I mean, I maybe I do. Yeah, you're serious. You're making my hands get sweaty. I, <laughs> don't give up, cause you have a... <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Are you okay? I'm doing my Kate Bush as best as I can right now. Give a stroke? But, uh, as best I can. I think those little, I don't know, some of those contest are just cheesy okay seventy-five thousand people all right but uh yeah is it really necessary to even with all of the incredible female vocalist to suddenly go oh yeah madonna and kylie minogue and everybody else are just like yeah they're in the dust piles of history i guess i i could pick up some some better ones yeah well everybody i guess it's, it's all about so. opinion yeah but who would your favorite female vocalist. Well, I think we can share the love for Karen Carpenter. I really liked her voice. Thank you. She's at the top of my list for sure. Um, As far as female voice goes, that's a tough one. Mm. Hmm. One that I like, and it always, she always comes to mind, and it's a pretty unique voice, but Chrissy Hine, The Pretenders. Oh, yeah. I just thought she had a very very cool, intriguing voice. I always liked her voice a lot. I kind of want to lean, I mean, not because she did anything crazy amazing, but just I really, her voice kind of soothed me with Stevie Nicks. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Very unique. Yeah. Voice there too. But she, was, she wasn't known for her crazy singing, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. more probably just for her songwriting. Yeah. And then you've got to go back to the classic jazz singers as well. Yeah. If you're really gonna, if you're really gonna do this right, Fitzgerald and Natalie King Cole. What was her name? Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Natalie King Cole. The King just slipped out because Uh, when you say Nat, just comes right out. It did. I can see how that could happen. But yeah, there's a lot of really incredible singers. So, um, yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. September 28th. Ooh, this is recent. 2019. Metallica canceled their forthcoming tour to allow frontman James Hetfield to enter rehab. Hmm. In a statement, band members uh, Lars Ulrich, Kirk Hammett, and Robert True—gosh, I should know this—True Hilo, True Gilo. I don't know. I don't know. Said, as most of you probably Truilo. know, yeah, something Truilo. like that. Yeah. He said, as most of you probably know, our brother James has been struggling with addiction on and off for many years. He has now, unfortunately, had to re-enter a treatment program to work on his recovery again. Hmm. Hmm. In a separate statement, Metallica pledged to refund all tickets sold for their World Wired Tour, which was scheduled to begin uh, October 17th in Perth, Australia. Not too long after that, COVID hits. Oh, my. Because that's October. And what was it, February or wasn't it February or March when that happened? Yeah, I like World Wired Tour. That's clever. That is clever. That is clever. Well, that's all I got for uh, this day in music. All right. That's all I got for this day in music. So Marty and I were trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what we wanted to do for this season finale. And we're not, we thought we're not going to treat it like it's goodbye. We're just taking a short break. So we're going to have some fun. We've got another, we did talk about this one together uh, collectively. We've got another kind of game show segment for you. This one is going to be how they got their band names, band or slash artist name. 
Should we say, if we ever do it again, should we say it like that again too? How they got their band names. How they got their, their band, band slash artist da, da, da. name. That's how we'll write the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. I like that. This is going to be multiple choice. I've got about mm, five or six questions, Marty. Uh, and you've got your stuff. I don't think I've even, we've even talked about what, what you're doing. But, no, uh, we haven't even compared so we might hopefully, uh, hopefully we, don't we don't have, have the same, same one ones. yeah, yeah exactly. same one we said that at the same time dude. exactly James. yeah it's not goodbye it's see you later yeah when it comes to the because i was getting just a little sad there got a little clamped don't get also. choked up clamped don't get choked up i won't get choked up i don't even know how to spell that choked up clamped. is that a word it's supposed to be a word i've heard it said before but i don't even think i can find it google girl could you check that one out for me Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we don't need her anymore. We got you. Never mind. Okay, you go ahead. You start. I think you're a little bit more prepped. Okay, I will start. So here we go. The first band that I have listed today, Texas rock band, ZZ Top. Really? I have that one too, Jarrett. Do you really? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, get out of here. ZZ Top. That's a good one. That is. A good I have no idea how they got their name. Okay, good. Multiple choice. I'll make it easy on you. So, uh, A, their manager was named Zion Zephaniah, and he tricked the duo into naming it after him. ZZ. Zion Zephaniah. Okay. Zion Zephaniah was I'm watching your eyes while you do this. You can't. I have a perfect poker face. Yeah, I don't know. Pa-pa-pa-poker face. Pa-pa-poker face. We'll see about that. Okay. All right. So ZZ Top, how they got their name. Is it A, from their manager, Zion Zephaniah? Or is it B, it sounded cool at the time? Yeah. C, Gibbons liked BB King and wanted something similar. D, oh. Gibbons and Hill thought that it would stand out enough for them to be recognized on a playbill. You have, are all years four multiple choices? Yes. That's what multiple choice is. What'd you do? Three. Three? Yeah. That's not ABC. <laughs> Have you never, never watched Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It's always You're ABCD. And, an, I mean, ABCND. Such an overachiever. We would have way too long of an episode if I did D. Maybe I'll make D up as I'm going. Yeah, why don't you? I'm going to go Now I with... just know that D is always going to be made up, though, so it's never going to be D. Say that guy's name again. Zion Zephaniah was their manager's name. Look at, look You're at laughing me at you me, but that. you don't know. It, it definitely could be. Uh, it could be, or it could just be it sounded good at the time, or it was a BB King's easy top. I like that one. I'm just going to go with the... I was tempted to go with Zion, but I'm going to go with they wanted something like BB King. That's kind of less exciting in a way, because... But I'll go with that. Yes. You're correct. Yeah. Good job. All right. Did you like how I came up with Zion's F and I? Coming up with two Z names is pretty tough. Sounded like something you made up, though. Early years, 1969, 1972, Gibbons particularly noticed B.B. King and a band or somebody named ZZ. Do you remember that? Okay, me neither. Hill thought of combining the two into ZZ King. But considered King. it too similar to be a, to be the original name, or too similar to the original name, BB King. Yeah. He then figured that well, King is going to the top, regardless. Yeah. Referring to BB King. Yeah. Yeah. Which brought him to ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Very cool. So they had much respect for Mr. BB King. Could you the late BB King. If they had done ZZ King, that would have been a little. I think they still would have been. I mean, that's still a cool name, ZZ King. It would have. It would have been a little too obvious that they were sounding like. BB Every King. time I heard ZZ Top, it would make me think of a top hat, though. Not that they ever yeah. wore a top hat, but mm-hmm. that's what I thought when I heard ZZ. Probably you know, because of Fog Hat. That's why. You know, when I come up with my next band, yeah. Know, if you're in it, you know it's going to be called what? CC King. CC King. Why? Yeah, because For there's BB King and Charles CC King. Charles Cristofano. I'm just going to follow our suit. manager who yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah, who thought so, it was a good idea to. I've kind of got. Why don't you do one now? Okay, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. All right, I can do that. I can play that game, Jarrett. Okay. Uh, maybe. Let me make sure I'm ready for okay. it. Okay. How about we start off with a band that you know well, Aerosmith. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Walk this way! Now, you gotta tell me, honestly, do you know the origin of their name? I don't. Okay, so it is either A, because of a book titled Aerosmith, which was published in 1925, which uh, I might have an opportunity to tell you a little about that book here in a little bit. B, because Steven Tyler's grandfather was a Fletcher. A Fletcher is a person who attaches fletchings to the shaft of arrows, like the feathers to an arrow. Mm. Legitimate thing she can do, actually. C, it was inspired by Aerial Ballet, the third studio album by Harry Nielsen, released in 1968. Wow. You were going to give me a fake option D. Oh, an option D would be because they thought that an arrow could fly through the air and then hit a guy named Smith. Ha ha, wouldn't that be funny? I have no idea. <laughs> I got my a, my ABC. Okay, there. so let me let me back up. What was A again? A is because of a book titled Aerosmith, which was published in 1925. Hmm. Actual book. It is an actual book. Uh, actual book, and it says in part of the description about Aerosmith, it says he takes up life as an ordinary worker, then marries Leora with her family, supporting him based on the promise that he would take up a private practice as the only doctor in tiny Wheatsylvania, North Dakota. And the second was his father, his grandfather, put the little feathers on the arrow. Steven Tyler's grandfather was a Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And C was... Inspired by Aerial Ballet, which is the third studio album by Harry Nielsen. Hmm. Or Nelson. I'm sorry. I think it is Nelson because Nelson Schmelson was one of his albums. I'm going to go with the book. You're going to go with the book? Yeah. You're going to go with the book? I'm going to go with the book. Sure you're going to go with the book, Jarrett? I'm just taking a guess. I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's not a bad guess. Oh, come on. But it's wrong. It actually did come up in the conversation, though. Uh, according to a source of a questionable standing, their band name means someone producing hot air... Uh, I have a couple notes here. A more devoted fan holds opinion that the band translates air into sound. There is also the book Aerosmith by Sinclair Lewis that may have served as a source of inspiration. However, Joey Kramer explained that he was listening to an album by Harry Nilsson that contained oh, the word God. Ariel after some wordplay that included Arrow Mind, Arrow Star, Arrow This, Arrow That. Somebody said Smith. Aerosmith, and then from then on, it was all over his high school psychology books and math books. Aerosmith. So he had been toying around with that name in high school. So I get a half a point, that. though. Eh, I don't know if that. Because the book was inspired. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I'll yeah, give you a half book. You're, the, you're a hard The tale. book did come up, but actually, if you talk to Joey, it had more to do with... Yeah, did you talk to him? I did. Talked mm -hmm. to Joey, gave him a call. Said, Joester! What's shaking? I don't think he, I don't think Joe Perry. Yo, likes my Joester. No, no, no. What's happening? All right, that's fine. So I didn't get that one. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, <clears throat> you're next. All right, we're gonna do Metallica. All right. Was it A? Joester. James Hetfield worked for a metal fabricating shop and James came who? up with the. Who do you think, James Hetfield? Hetfield. That's the that's the guy. Okay, I don't know James. He's the singer of. Metallica, what are you doing right now? Are you even listening? <laughs> Just checking your poker face. Good okay. God. James Hetfield, which is, you can look that up. Okay. Take that to the bank, you All weirdo. Right. I will. Uh, he worked for a metal fabricating shop at a young age, uh, and he came up with the, with the name on the job. B, they stole the name from a Swedish metal band and copyrighted it first. Mm. Hmm. C, they wanted a name that would ultimately piss off their white-colored parents. Or D, they got it from Ron Quintana, a friend of Lars Ulrich. <laughs> I have to pull up my notes. Uh, oh, this is way too tough. I'm going to have to just guess at this one. I'm going to yes. say, I kind of like the, I, I'm going to give it to you mm -hmm. if I get this wrong, because I was pretty clever that they stole it from another band and copyrighted it. Copy wrote it first. That's what I'm going with. You are incorrect. Yeah. Good one, though. I, I thought like for surely my one that I made up, C, they wanted a name that would ultimately piss off their white-collared parents. Yeah, I almost went with that. Too. I figured. Yeah. 
So I should have went with the name one because you couldn't make up that many names. So yeah, the, the band name came from Yorch's friend Ron Quintana, okay. who was brainstorming names for a fanzine and was, which is like a fan magazine, I guess, and was considering Metal Mania or Metallica. Cool. After hearing the two names, Yorch wanted Metallica for his band, so he suggested Quintana use Metal Mania instead. Hmm. Which Metal Mania definitely sounds more of like a magazine name. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with that. Yeah. Metal Mania with their latest hit. Enter Sandman. Uh, Megamind Metal Mania. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a big rock show at the fair or something like that. Or, right. Yeah. Right. We're gonna have all the And there's gonna be a monster truck. I was gonna too. I was just gonna yeah. be like Metal Mania, that you know there's gonna be a monster truck jam yeah. there. Yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> Did you ever think when you're this is an interesting uh it's just an interesting insight into band names because you wonder would it have changed things for them? You know, it's like if they were Metal Mania, would it? Yeah. Would they still be? Would everybody know now how famous Metal Mania was? Sometimes that's how it is. Everything has to piece together just yeah. right. It has to taste just right. Yep. When you say it, you hear it, and you look at them, it has to be just right. Yeah. I, I think that's it. It's like that's the fate that led them to that point. And if yep. they had chose a different name, maybe it just wouldn't have happened. So. Yeah. All right, my next one I'm going to throw at you is a little band called that we got to go see at Red Rock together. Tears ah, for Fears. Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Very good, I think. <laughs> I was kind of lost on the on the melody, but yeah. I can't even think of it now for some reason. There's a room outside with like if I you I don't know that part. Right. That's the bridge. Anyways, <laughs> go for it. Good. I'm glad you're inspired by seeing them. So is it A? Did they come up with the name Tears for Fears? A after spending an entire day trying to think of a name. It came to Roland Orzabal in a dream the following night. B. The band's name was inspired by Primal Therapy. Mm. Which was developed by the American psychologist Arthur Yanov. I think you get pretty detailed on the ones that you're you're just fibbing on. Yanov or Janov or Yanov. I think he was known with Lenin or something like that too. Oh, you think? Uh, I do. And RC band member Kurt Smith's sister had always encouraged her children to cry it out rather than be overwhelmed by their fears. And D, because. It just rhymes and it sounds cool. I'm going with C, the sister. Are you? Yeah. Sucked you in on that one. Oh, man. <laughs> You've got a good poker face, my friend. Uh, I got a good one. It was actually inspired by the American psychologist Arthur Janov. Oh, uh, and I was totally pinned that you were making that up. Or Janov. There mm. you go. The departed, they departed from graduate and formed a band called History of Headaches. Um, I don't know what graduate is, but this is just part of the notes that I saw when they formed the band. They were first called History of Headaches, which they soon changed to Tears for Fears. The band's name was inspired by primal therapy developed by the American psychologist Arthur Yanov, which gained tremendous publicity after John Lennon became Yanov's patient in 1970. Wow. There you go. little cross relation there. That's pretty cool, huh? It does yeah, say it's it kind of in, cool. a little. A and they're a British more, band, right? They are, absolutely. Yeah. Their music and their actions express that they are deeply moved, just like John Lennon and Yoko Ono, incidentally, by well, the I ideas. think they have great lyrics, yeah. They do. I agree. Yeah, and, and I wanted to say one other thing just because I forgot I had this line and it makes sense. In his book entitled The Primal Scream, that's Yanov's book, uh, it's called. Uh, the Primal Scream, Primal Therapy, The Cure for Neurosis. In that book, the principle of tears instead of fear is revealed. So that's where they get their name. So there we go. Your turn. Okay. But you're doing really good. Hey, thanks for, yeah, not having a option D. Yeah, thanks a lot. And it's not helping me at all. <laughs> Still fooled. You see, it's harder with more options. Mine's easier, yeah. No, it's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or either that or you're just really good at guessing. Uh, okay. Mine's going to be... Grateful Dead. Ooh. They come up with the name. Was it A? Founded in a dictionary. B. They wanted to show appreciation to the dead. C. Just something that they came that came to them while they were high. D. Garcia 
at a young age was part of a drug cartel, and on his last delivery as a drug mule, things went south. He and his gang got caught in a gunfight with the mob. One of the mobsters held Garcia up at gunpoint and threatened the words, Punk, we're going to take... Wait, hold on. We're going to mess you up so much, you'll be grateful when you are finally dead. On my daughter's wedding. Could you have possibly made that whole thing up? Jared. I don't know. You got a smirk on your face. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. He was a drug mule? Yeah. Yep. And his... Early, before Grateful Dead, when he was young. You cannot Google. Get your paws <laughs> off of that there laptop. My gut, originally, was going to... Go, name the first one again, real quick. A is found in the dictionary. No, not that one. Yeah, was Oh, B, they wanted to show their appreciation yeah, like to the dead. I like that. C, just something they came up with and while they yeah, were high. That's too boring. And D, Garcia was... Okay, I'm, I'm once again, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, because I did that last time and I got sucked in, but I'm going to give you credit for making up the whole drug mule story. I know I'm wrong, I, I bet, but I'm going with that You can't anyway. make a story. Yeah, I did. I made that up. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> Wasn't that good? stupid of me. It, it's because good? they wanted to show appreciation. Nope. No? Nope. They found in they the dictionary. Gotta, really? Yeah, so let me read it here. Why would it be in the dictionary? Well, okay, so it wasn't like a word in the dictionary. So originally they were called warlocks. Okay. The band changes its name after learning of another group called Warlocks. Garcia spotted the phrase Grateful Dead, which the band later discovered to be from an Egyptian prayer in a dictionary, and it stuck. Huh. From an Egyptian prayer. prayer. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Learning something here today on OTM. That's right. That's right. That's All right. right. And I, can you guess <laughs> um, another band that I, I researched about their name? Um, I mean, it's kind of like it's on my sleeve. I always wear it on my sleeve, sort of. You wear it, on so it. to speak. I didn't mean to pick favorite bands, but I kind of did. The Police, a little bit, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's the Police. Okay, sweet. Uh, which actually uh, brings me to an interesting fact about their name, mm-hmm. because I have heard this said before, and I didn't have time to research that very much. But it's not the Police; it's just Police. Ah. Uh. Are you sure? Tech- I saw on a, one of their records. I think uh, on the vinyl it says The Police, and it's got the digital Chinese letters. I don't think so. You know which album I'm talking about, right? No, which one? It's like a total black album, and then all of it's just got The Police, or Police, up in the top left, maybe? And it's got, like, digital Chinese letters on okay, it. Okay, so I, I stand corrected, and I could have swore maybe that was somebody that just uh, somebody gave me some misinformation. Somebody blew some smoke I, I up your ear. I think I saw it on a documentary where originally they had said they were just going to be police, but then you have to say the police because actually I'm looking at their album covers and they all say the police. So never what mind. is that? And I shouldn't bring this up because I I know I won't even guess it. But what's that? What's that thing called? That term called when you know something like a logo or a brand says one thing. Like it's spelt one way, but it's not like the Flintstones. It's not the Flintstones. It's spelt differently. And I'll, gosh dang it, I shouldn't even bring this up because yeah, I know you probably I shouldn't. Somebody's going to know what I'm talking about. Easton would know if she was here. Um, okay, all right, all right, all right. But we'll talk about it another uh, time. So there's a word for this? It's like a term when you, is it like the Mandela effect or something where, I, mean, I don't think that's correct, but where no. it's like you're certain all of your years. It's been called this, or it's been spelt this way. And then you're wrong. But the re- but yeah, that was like society just kind of came hmm. up with that. But the real way is actually this. You just always got it wrong. Well, I'm fascinated by that concept now, and I look forward to finding out what it is you're actually trying to talk about. Yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> so, Is it the Mandela effect? Will you look I that up? I don't think so. Just look it up. So just the, look the it up. Mandela yeah. effect? Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Mandela. Real quick, folks, he's going to take a look here effect. and see if I'm right. 
I, I don't know, 40 Mandela effect. What is the Mandela, Mandela effect? The Mandela effect is an unusual phenomena where a large group of people remembering something differently than how it occurred. Yes. Conspiracy theories believe this is proof of an, of an alternate universe, while many doctors use it as an illustration of how imperfect memory can be sometimes. There you go, the Mandela. Isn't that nuts? You should look yeah. into that sometime. Everybody should look because it's it gets weird. It gets False crazy. False memory. I can, yeah, I have heard that before. Now that you mention it, oh, don't try to don't try like it. I I knew something that you didn't sister. know this one time. Just let uh, me have it. Don't try to act like you knew. I'm, you I'm don't not, even know who Mandela is. You're being kind of rude, Jerry. Jonathan That's Mandela. Really nice. I'm, I'm just, just kidding. It rings a bell. <laughs> Nobody named Jonathan Mandela. <laughs> no, and now that you mention it and I read it, it kind of rings a bell. That's all. Oh I'm yeah. Saying. I don't you know have the Mandela effect that you think you knew, maybe but you didn't. You don't actually know. Maybe. Okay, your turn. Trouble now. The police. A. Where they named the police because A, Stuart Copeland's last name starts with C-O-P, which spells cop. B, still others point out that the name came from the fact that family members of the band have been employed at the CIA and the FBI, thus the name police, the police. The Dream Police City. Do you remember who that song is by? Keep going. Don't take. Do you don't know who to, the Dream Police no, is by? I can't think about this right now. The I'm Dream gonna, Police sitting inside of my head. That's a cheap trick. R.C., uh, as Stuart Copeland stated in an interview, we saw it on the side of a car, to which he added, period. R.D., the day they were coming up with the name, Sting was busted for a DUI. Yep. And he did it. No, Sting Dude, credit. You know I made that anything. one up because I'm making up my D's anyway. Um, okay. Did you know that they actually, uh, while you're thinking, I'll make it even more confusing. And they played at a London club under the name of The Elevators. Oh, God. I think they only did one gig and then they changed their name. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to go with B. That family members of the band have been employed at CIA and the FBI. Thus the name The Police. No, let me take that. No, back. no, no. That's you, not, you no, that just sounds said like it. after you said it, that sounds oh, like the most stupidest you just thing. You said it. That's no, not. You're it's gonna be C. It's C. No, it was B. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it you wasn't. Right. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh come on. No, I'm kidding. You, you. <laughs> I should have just said B. You know, I'm happy for you. Yes, it was C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. the moment you repeated it, I went no. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> the way I looked at you too, but that is true. I, I believe it's Stuart Copeland's family um, that is the the stuff about CIA and the FBI is true, but that's not how they got the name. Stuart Copeland stated in an interview, we just saw it on the side of a car, to which he added, period. That was it. Wow. Enough for that name. So it says that, um, I guess that I think that is it. I thought there was something else, some other insight, but I mentioned it about them performing as um, the band, the elevator or whatever. Stuart Copeland apparently had the name before Sting came along. He kind of knew what he wanted to call the band. Called the police? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. Yep. For me, the next one is Prince. Oh. A, he <laughs> didn't make Homecoming King in high school and always referred to himself as just a prince. B, his father gave him that name. C, Prince wanted to live a life of royalty and thought that if people called him Prince, he would subconsciously be associated with British royalty. And D, it just seemed cool. This is interesting because this isn't just a band name. This is like a person's yeah, name. Yeah, I was going to do so. just band name, but then once once I kind of thought of him, yeah. I was like, this would be fun. C, the royalty. You're wrong. No. It's good, B. Good. His father gave him that name. Oh, well, that's too easy. Let that me tell you about that easy. now. That's kind of uneventful. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah, anticlimactic yeah. for me. Oh, I skipped over one, but that. Yeah. yeah, so Prince was given his father's stage name, Prince Rogers, which his father used while performing with his mother in a jazz group called The Prince. Hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. They're called The Prince Rogers Trio. In 1991, Prince's father told A Current Affair that he named his son Prince because he wanted Prince to do everything I wanted to do. Oh, well, well that's that, nice. Ain't that sweet? Isn't that special? Ain't that special? Who is that, Jared? Well, isn't that special? That's Grandma Fufu. What was her name? Grandma Fufu. What was... I don't remember. (laughs) Your memory is challenged. That's the church lady. The church lady. Well, she's probably somebody's grandma. Uh, I wonder if Prince's father is still alive, even though Prince is not. I don't know. Be interesting. Be interesting. Do you have one more? You know, I don't have another multiple choice. Uh, But... 
I had, oh boy, did it, no, it's still here. I thought it was pretty interesting because I was researching though, and I had no idea how the Beatles got their name. Did you know they were called the Quarrymen at first? No. Quarrymen? Were they working in a quarry somewhere? Digging no. up rocks? I'm digging up rocks. I'm digging up rocks. That's actually that digging song. up bones. I don't know. Digging up bones. Okay. Well, the band started in 1950 by John Lennon and a few of his schoolmates from the school, the Quarry Bank High School. They were called the oh. Quarrymen. McCartney joined that group in 57. After seeing them play live, George Harrison also joined a year later. By 1960, Lennon began studying at the Liverpool College Liverpool College of Art, and his former schoolmates left the band, so they didn't want to call it the Quarrymen anymore because it didn't have enough Quarry Bank students in it anymore. Yeah. And it's one of those where there's several, I'm sure you probably ran into that, where there's, there's some where it's not really clear how the name actually started. Hmm. And uh, the band tends to be a little less committed to how their name came about. There's a lot of different stories with the Beatle, but I thought one that was very interesting. While there is a couple there, uh, some people say there is a theory floating around that uh, I think it was publicist Derek Taylor said that the Beatles came from the 1953 movie The Wild One, in which Marlon Brando's character referred to his leather jacket donning gang as the Young Beatles. However, they say that movie was actually banned in the UK until 67, so it's unlikely they would have seen that movie. Mm. Don't have the internet back then. The internet? Yeah, the internet back then. There's a bunch of different uh, suggestions. Some people say they wanted a bug name like the band. uh, Like the Volkswagen car. Well, or like the Crickets or something like that. But it was interesting because in an interview with Lennon, he alleged that their name came from a dream. And this is in quotes. He said, many people ask, what are Beatles? He wrote, why Beatles? Ugh, Beatles. He said, how did the name arrive? So we will tell you. It came in a vision. A man appeared on a flaming pie and said unto them, from this day on, you are Beatles with an A. Thank you, Mr. Man, they said, thanking him. So that was his story, was that it was uh, in a vision. By the man on a plane. He was pie. suffering from the Mandela effect. I think he was. But they did say later that it did have something to do with the fact that beat is like a reference to music. Uh, yeah. And instead of spelling it like the bug, the Beatles, which is B-E-E-T-L-E-S, they spelled it B-E-A-T, like the beat, uh, yes. and made it Beatles then. So there's that's an interesting one for you outsiders to check out. There's quite a lot of uh, uh, discussion around how the Beatles got their name, but... Uh, I didn't give you any multiple choice. I just thought that was fascinating. Let me see. So. So, okay, if I let me guess. Uh, someone came to them in a vision and said, you're going to be called Beatles with an A. Did I get it right? Yeah, thank you. Okay. You ding, ding. Right. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Um, ding. Next up, we've got the rock band, the old rock band, Wasp. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're, uh, Wasp stands for A, we are so perfect, B, we are shark people. C, we ate savory pancakes. Or D, none of the above. Uh, say this again? Why? How did you go into these? Wasp? Are... A, is it we are so perfect? Oh, this is the acronym. I got you. Right. Got you. B, we are shark people. Okay. C, we ate savory pancakes. D, none of the above. <laughs> Why would you put in a none of the above? Um... You just never know. Yeah, so perfect. I just, uh, I don't know. We eat savory pancakes. It just sounds fun. No, you're wrong. Okay. It's none of the above. Yeah. They still don't know what WASP stands for. When oh. asking the band, you know what they say? What? We ain't sure, pal. Oh, clever. Mm-hmm. I always thought that they you... were called, it was stands for we are shark people. See? Well, I didn't always think that. You always thought that? Yeah, I've always thought. That's Why did were, you always think that? I, I feel like, kind of like you with the police, I feel like someone just told me that sometime. <laughs> so I thought for sure I had this one. And then when I looked it up, it was some website. I don't remember what it was. But I uh, think if you would have put the actual one in there instead of none of the above, I would have went for that one. That we ain't, we sure, ain't pal. sure, pal. You would have yeah. gone for that one, I really. Think, I think I probably would have, considering I was. Well, I already kind of had it drawn up until I, then I read the rest of the article and they said, well, should we ask the man? We did. They said, hmm. we ain't sure, pal. Yeah. You know, that's got to be because I had a band at one point in time 
I'm glad I thought of this now because it suddenly dawned on me how ridiculous it was <laughs> in a way. We were called Benny Puppet. Benny Puppet. Benny Puppet. Or we would, you know, some people would say, is it the Benny Puppet band? So it was one or the other. And that was simply a week's worth of people just throwing stuff out there. Really? And uh, my nickname, and this was the part that always made it kind of annoying with the name, is people were like, people were always asking, who's Benny? But my nickname from my brother at the time was he called me Benny. Mm. But it had nothing to do with me. It was just... Just, this was the name of the band that sounded fun at the time. That's where so. you make up a really cool story. Yeah. It's like yeah. this guy named Benny Puppet came to you in a dream and he said, you're going to be called yeah. Benny Puppet with a with one P. But nobody really cares about how Benny Puppet got their <laughs> name or ever thought of them. But people are always asking us that. Like, who's Benny? Who's Benny? And I'm like, why did we go with this that name? Could, you could, you could totally roll with that. Like, you could, yeah. have, you could have came up with shirts that just said... Who the hell is Benny? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That would be fun. Just play off of that. You could. You yeah. could. Speaking of shirts that say something, we should have made a shirt. We just want to assure people, and I think we'll probably share more information that uh, maybe on a Facebook Live. And if you're paying attention and following along, you would know that at the beginning of the season, we talked about, and we even made a, a video about losing Odie. Oh, We, we Odie. lost track of Odie. How many of you folks, how many of you outsiders remember Odie? He was a big feature of season one, little Odie growing up. And then we just kind of lost him along with Sharon. And, Marty uh, had to go to Spain and lose yeah, his whole luggage. Yeah, well, we found Odie. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. That's all we're going to say. Leave it at that. So. Do you have another one or is that it? That's it, man. That that's all it. I got. And wow. uh, I mean, anything you want to finish off saying? Not really, I guess. I am just okay. uh, want to uh, express my gratitude again for everybody who checks us out and uh, feeling fortunate that we get to do this. And the fact that we definitely promise by season three, we're going to get the videos. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on that. that. That was obviously a bit of a technological failure on our part. But we do the Facebook Live and we're having fun with that. So we get to have that interaction and uh, we're looking forward to, to videotaping as well and sharing it on YouTube. I so. resonate with that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Outsiders, for supporting us. Um, thank you for allowing us to take this break, come up with some more awesome episodes, awesome ideas for you. And uh, stay classy, Outsiders. Yeah, and, and share. Share. Uh, let people know. Share. Subscribe wherever you listen. Continue to check out any episodes you've missed on Outside the Mic or else on uh, YouTube or your favorite podcast streaming platform. We are going to be working on trying to promote the name and uh, the podcast Outside the Mic and we could use your help. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Outside the Mic. Outside the Mic. Outside the Mic.